Hey guys, my name is Emma Mack, and you are listening to the Getting to Know God podcast. Most of you guys don't know me. I am 25 years old, and I live in Texas. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a speaker. This is just from my personal study and what I've learned. I just want to strengthen my relationship with God and lead others to do the same. So that's where I'm at, and hopefully you'll take this ride with me. So I don't really know about anybody else, but I struggle with expectations. My expectations are high. I expect that my friends will text me back in a timely manner. I expect that the guy that I'm interested in will follow through when he mentions wanting to go on a date. And I expect Christians to treat me better than non-believers. You may expect your kids to always have good grades or always clean their room before they go to bed. You expect your spouse or a significant other to communicate with you and be honest when there is an issue or maybe even cook dinner before you get home from work. What happens when expectations aren't upheld? Discontent. For those who don't know, because I definitely did not, discontentment is unhappiness caused by the failure of our hopes, desires, or expectations. Personally, I have found that it is difficult to not have expectations, but I do think that some expectations are good. They can create boundaries and they can create a positive environment, but they can also cause disappointment and anger when those expectations aren't met, especially by the people you're closest to. The most important thing is to be able to differentiate between realistic expectations and unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations can be toxic. They can take your joy away from you without you even knowing. But how can we distinguish between realistic expectations and unrealistic ones? So let's start with what God expects of us. In Deuteronomy 10:12, it says, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? He requires only that you fear the Lord your God and live in a way that pleases Him and love Him and serve Him with all your heart and soul. In my Bible, it is cross-referenced by Deuteronomy 6:5, which says, And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And also cross-reference with Micah 6.8, which says, No, O people, the Lord has told you what is good, and this is what he requires of you, to do what is right, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So from those verses, we can take four things that God expects of us. So the first one is to fear the Lord your God and to have an awe of God's holiness. Number two is to live in a way that pleases him and to do what is right. Number three, to love him with all your heart, soul, and strength. And number four, to serve him with all your heart and soul. I don't know about anybody else, but did you notice what wasn't on this list? It doesn't say to condemn others who don't live by these expectations or try to tell others how they should live. Now, they do say that you are supposed to speak the truth in love. If the person on the receiving end cannot see that you're trying to give it in love, it's not going to be received in love, and therefore, it wasn't given in love. I do think it's also important to point out that non-believers aren't expected to live by these expectations that God gives us. They're for us believers and not for the non-believers. So if you meet people who aren't believers and don't live by these things, you're not supposed to condemn them for not living by it. So what should we expect of God? So I'm going to list some of the promises of God and the scriptural references as well. So the first one is that he will be with us wherever we go. So the two verses are Joshua 1.9 and Deuteronomy 31.8. So Joshua 1.9 says, 
This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And Deuteronomy 31.8 says, Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord will personally go ahead of you. He will be with you. He will never fail you nor abandon you. The second promise is that he will give us everything we need. And I'll start with Isaiah 40.29-31. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired, and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. The second verse is Philippians 4.19. And the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. The third promise is that he loves us unconditionally and nothing can change that. So Romans 8.38-39 says, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the second verse is Psalm 136.1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. The fourth promise is that he will fight our battles for us. So in Deuteronomy 24, it says, For the Lord your God is going with you. He will fight for you against your enemies, and he will give you victory. Exodus 14, 13-14 But Moses told the people, Don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. And the last verse for this promise is Isaiah 41:10. Don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. And I want to wrap up these promises with this verse. It's Psalm 18:30 and it says, God's way is perfect. All the Lord's promises are true. He is a shield for those who look to him for protection. So, God's promises are true. He will protect you. You just have to ask him. I also want to add that just because God will protect us, that doesn't mean we are going to live a perfect life. Take Job, for example. God allowed Satan to take away everything that he had, including all of his stuff and all of his family members. And God said that Job was blameless and was a man of complete integrity, but he still suffered. And for a pretty long time, I'm sure. I tried to do a little bit of research and I couldn't find an exact time, but it looked like a long time to me. Lastly, I want to talk about unmet expectations of others and ourselves. I think it's important to say that expectations of yourself can be detrimental to your mental health. So when you're creating those expectations, just double check that they're achievable, whether alone or with God, because if they aren't, you could be setting yourself up for failure. Also, your mental health is very important and make sure you're taking care of yourself. So usually you hear people say, let go and let God, or other catchy phrases like that. However, that can sometimes be interpreted to, I'll just let God do the work. But really, the phrase is meant to encourage you to take your expectations off of others and be leaning into God's promises. If there is one thing that I've learned in my life, it's that people are not perfect, no matter how perfect they seem. There will be at least one time that they don't live up to our expectations, and more often than not, there's going to be more than one time. It's just a fact. However, 
I do know that God will always live up to my expectations of him and his promises as long as I am in the word and aligning myself and what I want with his will. Romans 12.2 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. So allowing God to transform you into a new person and truly relying on him to provide all that you need is one of the most important things I've discovered in the past year. When it comes to relationships, it's better to focus on like how you can love someone better and how you can lead someone closer to Christ instead of focusing on what you can get out of it. Relationships tend to become destructive if we look for the other person to fulfill a need that God should fill. And putting that expectation on them instead of God is not fair to them and can cause some unwanted tension in the relationship. So I want to end this with Psalm 62, 5, 8. Let all that I am wait quietly before God, for my hope is in him. He alone is my rock and my salvation. My fortress will I will not be shaken. My victory and honor come from God alone. He is my refuge, a rock where no enemy can reach me. Pour out your heart to him, for God is our refuge. So what is your favorite out of God's promises? I think mine is that he'll provide everything that we need, whether it be financial or companionship or emotional. He is there for us. And I think that's, I think that's really cool. So that is it for this week. Please follow me on Instagram at getting to know God podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe. The more ratings and reviews I have, the more likely people are to find this podcast. And I would like to spread the word of God to everyone. So thank you so much for listening and I will see you guys on Friday.